went to jail. I'll put my foot in your head. I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm gonna put my foot in your head. Stella, if I catch you fucking up, I'm gonna beat the hell out of you. Ladies and gentlemen, St. Paul and the Broken Bones. You better let me get I know my fist And I gotta know what a... Oh, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they sound. It's like this fat white dude trying to be uh, Otis Redding. This has been St. Paul. It's amazing how good you just did that, though. Like but it's like, I get down. That made me wonder. It's like if I dedicated my life to try to rip off Otis Redding and like mm-hmm. Motown singers, like uh, if I could be good at it. Because it's like, it's just, it, it, they're talented. Don't get me wrong. They're from here. They're representing Birmingham. I'm not a fan personally. Uh, I prefer the the original Otis Redding and stuff like that. But we know. shit about him. But I'm you know. to him. Are you? Apparently. Otis Redding, you are? To him. And, I'm not talking um, shit about Otis Redding. What's the other one? Al Somebody Green. Who's in the Temptations. Apparently, my family is, well, every black person in Alabama is related to somebody who was a singer back then. Way back when. Well, I wasn't talking shit about him. I said I prefer him. No, I was just joking. Well, then your joke doesn't make sense. Fuck you. It's not you got me. Lose in my mind. That's what I was doing this morning. Huh? I said, apparently, that's what I was doing this morning, losing my mind. Yeah. So, guys, uh, should I tell the story? You should start it off. <laughs> I think I wish you would tell me the story now. Now. Oh, my. I can't take this. Yeah, well, try listening to him and see how fucking, uh, see how fucking much you can take. That's it's just horrible. this fat dude, like, dancing around. It's like, shine your pride on me. Shine your light. Meanwhile, you're wearing your Bethune chicken shirt shirt. Yeah, I love this shirt. <laughs> I know. Everybody asked you about that. You was like, I don't know if it has meaning. I got it from a thrift store. Well, no, it wasn't a thrift store, actually. The store I got it from is a little hidden gym in Bessemer, Alabama. Oh. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but it's a vintage store, kind of like in the same vein as Slobby, Ro- Slobby Robbie's store. Yeah, the Terminator. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. you were um, from a Terminator to the Rock. Inspired by him in that show. So now you're into like going to get vintage. Stuff. Oh, I've always been into that. No, I'm not saying that you weren't. It's just that's why you, you I like to the store. Like right. Yeah, after. it made me. It made me be like, hey, I wonder if there are any stores like that around here. And there are, and it's a pretty good one. They got some junk ass fucking stuff in there though. They're selling sneakers. They had some Reebok pumps from the nineties that are like beat to shit and like tore up. And it's like. You know there's like shoe doctors here you could take those two to fix. I don't even know what Reebok pumps are. They're very nice. I would like a pair. My friend Jake Burnett, who, who's done a lot of posters for shows I've done and stuff, he uh, he he always has some nice Reebok pumps he's wearing. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm always like, where you get them, man? Where you get them pumps, dude? Because I'm not a big Reebok guy, but I do like the pumps. Mm-mm. I had some in the 90s. Did. Yeah, I wish I had some L.A. gears. I'd like some of them. You remember those? I do. I had some. I did too. <laughs> but to the light ups, right? Yeah, they light up when you yeah. when you walk. 
Welcome to the show. I hope you like that intro from St. Paul and the Broken Bones. You got a little harmony. I know. I'm good at it. I can do that and uh, I can sing like a country singer too. Can you sing a Britney song? Sing baby one more time. Hit me baby one more time. It doesn't go like that. Yes, it does. That's the words to it. I can't sound just like her if that's what you're trying to get me to do. Yeah. I can do country. Like, uh, do you, um, I can sing Hotline Bling as a country song that was a bit. I did it on an episode that I deleted. Okay. Uh, and I did it as a bit and wanted Karen to shoot Underwood before he cheats. I don't know. You never heard the song? Uh-uh. I don't know that one, but uh, I'm not male country singers, but I used to have a bit that I did, and I can do it on here now since the episode has been since deleted. Uh, It's a fan favorite. Uh, I hate doing it on stage anyway. I'll do it on a podcast, but like I did it on stage once to uproarous applause. People fucking loved it, but I wanted to put a gun in my mouth and shoot myself after I did it. But the bit is uh, the song Hotline Bling from Drake works as a country song, kind of. It's like, uh, I know when that hotline bling, I can only mean one thing. Ever since I left the city, ever since I left the city, you used to call me on my cell phone late night when I need my love. I know when that hotline bling, I can only mean one thing. Ever since I left the city, you see, I can do country. I'm so glad you never did that when we first got together. Ever since I left the city, you I'm telling you, friend, don't take her, she's all I've got. (laughs) It's a Johnny Paycheck. Oh, do um, Lil Nas X. Don't take my horse on that old town road. I'm gonna. Ride till I can't no more. <laughs> Gonna take my horse on that old down road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I could be a country <laughs> singer, I think. Kind of like Sturgill singer. Simpson. Sturgill Simpson's uh, no. one. Oh, Cam Zalcia can do our song. Remember, yeah, yeah. Song. I'm racking my brain, my brain for the favorite part, though. It's like a. I'm not like the rest of them. The rest of them. My name is Kim. Zosiac. Zosiac. <laughs> you showed me that. I'm gonna take my horse on that old down road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Can I tell you, I just found out that was Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Well, the thing is, though, is it wasn't him before they did a, a remix to it with oh him yeah i saw it in the bt awards i thought that was so hilarious to see billy ray cyrus at the bt awards it's about fucking men in the ass and i will not have it and the crowd was so into it everybody was like dancing around and wait whoa, 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 whoa. billy ray cyrus shocked. was at the source awards not the source awards i don't even know if they do those anymore the bt i guess they awards. don't do i don't think so they shouldn't <laughs> why shouldn't they they shouldn't do the BET awards anymore but why are you a racist 
No, it's just not as good as it used to be. When I was in high school, it was None amazing. of this shit's good as it used to be. I look forward be. to that. The Video Music Awards, um, the MTV I like the, Movie Awards. I like the VMAs and the MTV Movie Awards. I remember oh, one the year. the American Music Awards. I used to like that, too. I remember September 9th, 1999, my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, was the uh, 1999 uh, MTV Movie Awards hosted by Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. I remember that. It was on my birthday, and we were at, the, at Gulf Shores on vacation. I always thought he was so weird. Ben Stiller? Mm-hmm. I don't know. He just always creeped me out. I forgot what comedian it was on Conan. There was somebody doing a set on Conan, and I was watching it on YouTube, and I went through the comments, and uh, somebody like was trying to burn the comedian and be like like a dick mm-hmm. and talk shit, and they were like, the guy kind of looked like Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. And the comment that they left that was supposed to be like, oh, I got you, you fucking loser, was, here was the comment. I had no idea Ben Stiller did comedy. And it's like, that doesn't work because he does. <laughs> I'm trying to say he's not funny. No, they're just trying to say you look like Ben Stiller. And they're like, oh, I had no idea Ben Stiller did comedy. Like, if he looked like, let's say he looked like um, Jessica Simpson. No, yeah, let's just say, <laughs> for example, he looked like Jessica Simpson. Uh, and somebody left a comment that was like, oh, I had no idea Jessica Simpson did comedy. That would be funny and make sense because she doesn't, yeah. and he looks like Jessica Simpson. But in this comment, he said, I had no idea Ben Stiller did comedy, but Ben Stiller does comedy. Yeah. So it's like the guy's just a fucking idiot. I've been better about saying retard. Speaking of her, I know this has nothing to Speaking do with you. Speaking of retards. She's not a retard. I love Jessica. Do not disrespect Chicken her. Chicken of the... Hey, three... Well, who's a retard now? Four words, chicken of the sea. Some of our conversations sometimes I feel like remind me of the show with her and Nick. Like, not saying I'm stupid or anything, but it's just some stuff. You just look at me like, really? But she has a <laughs> memoir coming out next year. Sometimes I'm like, I, I look at you and, and I'm just like, uh, really? <laughs> I don't know why I want you to buy it for me. What? She has a memoir coming out next year. I want you to buy it for me. Okay, I will. Only reason why I want it, though, is because she's going to spill... Um, details about her divorce from Nick Lachey. Ooh, ooh, juicy. We never really knew. Juicy gossip. People. Listen about that juicy. We never really knew the reason why. And I was so invested in the relationship and I was so heartbroken when they got divorced. That affected you. It really did. I used to love this show so much. Even my grandmother told me, she was like, you are just so in love with them. Like, what is it? And so I had her watch the show. She's like, this is day. starting to be alarming. And then she institu- She had you institutionalized. Well, She's like, this is alarming. She did try what? to have me institutionalized <laughs> for, for depression. And this uh, was during that time. How bad was it? Depression. I mean, if you don't mind, if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. But. I, I'm an open book. Um, it was when I was in high school, I was going through depression because I felt like not human because it's like everybody made me feel so bad for being gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I just didn't. I wasn't happy with myself and I was just really depressed. And so she took me to a therapist and the therapist actually suggested doing like inpatient Inpatient because you yeah. because you were a teen that was depressed for being gay. Yeah. So why I would they went, keep you on that though? It's like that's normal. I know, but listen to the story. So I agreed to it because I'm like, okay, well maybe this will like make me feel better to have like treatment, yada yada yada. Yeah, you're like, I'll do anything at this point to right because it was like 
it was pretty bad. Like I wasn't trying to kill myself or anything. It's just I wasn't social. I wouldn't do anything. So I went to UAB. The quote unquote psych ward or inpatient for like whatever that is, is located in the same building where they have palliative care at UAB. What is that? Uh, fill the me building in. that my grandmother went to when she was in her last days. What's palliative care, though? It's basically like they, for people who you know are dying and uh-huh. they, you have like no other options, and you basically go there to die, but they keep you comfortable, meaning like medicated, you're not really feeling pain or anything, and it's like, it's very somber like they have like this music playing it's like waterfalls it's a nice place to go like for your end of days basically yeah just kind of make you uh enjoy the last moments you have basically where it's relaxing at least yeah um okay but the mental thing that's what i want on the bottom floor below that which i just found it out you know my grandma passed but yeah i went there and so I get there. There's like people walking around like, what the fuck? Like jumping up now, acting like complete psycho people. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, these people are really crazy. Right. And so (laughs) they took me to my room and I was sitting there. They took away my shoes, like no shoestrings, my phone, like everything I had. And so one of the nurses came in and she was talking to me and I was telling her about what was going on. And then she was like, well, would you like something to eat? We have like chicken fingers, wings, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, chicken fingers sound good. I was like, do you have honey mustard? And she was <laughs> like, yeah. So, Because if you don't, I'm fucking out of here. I waited an hour. The food never came. And I'm sitting there looking around the room. So I go out to go to the little public area. And I spoke to a couple of people that were sitting out there watching TV and they were just acting so crazy, like staring in the space and just real, like real deal people dealing with mental issues. And I'm like, I do not belong here. This is not something that I need. And so I told them, like, um, can I call my grandmother, please? And they're like, sure. So I called them, like, please come get me. I'm like, this is not something for me. I'm like, I'm not crazy. I'm just in a depressed space right now because I'm not happy and I'm trying to deal with being who I am and being a teenager, basically. Yeah. And so she came and got me and that was that. But I just didn't understand why they even approved for me to go there considering these people were psycho. Like nobody there. Yeah, it's it's irresponsible on their part, I think, because that what you were going through is normal shit that you like that you should be feeling when something like that happens. Right. So to put you in there with people that are fucking like uh, schizophrenic and stuff like that, it's just irresponsible. That's not a good doctor. Yeah. Was this a UAB? What the fuck is up with these people there? Please, for the love of God, never fucking take me to UAB hospital if something happens. For obvious reasons, uh, you know, like, I I just keep hearing terrible shit about this place. Yeah. Um, But even some of the people that work there, like the staff, they were talking to me and just kind of like, why are you here? Like, somebody even asked me that. And I'm like, well, a doctor suggested it. A doctor that works here suggested it. And I honestly thought it would be like a little vacation away from school and not having to deal with people picking on me. But I was afraid. I'm like, these people are going to kill me. Like, yeah, I just had never seen anything like that before in my life. And I was terrified. So, yeah, I left. And that was the end of that. 
That sucks. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I've been wondering about, like, I, I've been trying. Well, but, you know, thankfully to you, you know, I'm probably about to get on your insurance, yeah. which is good. It was a good thing because that's going to help me take the steps to deal with my anxiety and depression, which yeah. has been fucking terrible lately. Like, I'm, I'm unemployed, and that, that leaves me uh, uh, at home during the day thoughts. a lot in my thoughts. And uh, I don't like it. Like, it's, it, 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 it's mind-numbingly fucking painful i would say like just how uh the boredom gets to you um you know and i try to stay busy doing shit all day like with the podcast or projects and writing and stuff like that but sometimes it's not enough and you know sometimes like i can't do anything as simple as just sit down and watch a fucking movie or tv show these days yeah um it's just you know netflix hbo hulu amazon prime all this stuff has you can watch whatever you want to but like in a way that's not good uh, because it gives you this endless variety of stuff. And if you have anxiety and shit like that, like, man, that really fucks with you. Like, I think I'm obsessive compulsive a little bit too. All this is self-diagnosed uh, besides like the depression and anxiety. Yeah. Uh, but OC, obsessive compulsive, I could probably see a little bit of because I get on there. I cannot pick something to watch. Yeah. And I'm sure it's a lot of people, but like, I can't force myself to watch anything. I'll get halfway through a movie. It takes me like four days to watch a fucking hour and a half, two hour movie. Yeah. Um, but when I'm over here, it's not so hard. Uh, we'll watch a lot of true. Like it has to be small, like clips. Yeah, almost. you don't like to watch anything that's like over full length. Yeah. Um, I like watching these. You know the. So uh, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this, and you're like, oh, it's so long, and I'm like, why does he? Even it's like it's an it? hour. You know, and it's in my not. Mind, I'm like, we don't have anywhere to go or anything to do, but yeah, like uh, True Crime Daily has these little twenty minute videos, yeah. and they're you know perfect for me right now but like we we did get into one on hbo which we'll get to but i do want to say this i did start a show on hbo today that i had been recommended by a few people called euphoria Mm -hmm. and i'm not into it at all um (laughs) there was another podcast that went more into detail about it but i just fucking something about it wrote me the wrong way it's about i watched the some of the first episode i just could not get into it it's shot beautifully i could see liking it Mm-hmm. Not dogging it, you know, like my, you know, Chris Ivy, who I post the other podcast with, uh, mm-hmm. he he's a fan of it and recommended it, and you know, uh, it's not my thing, I guess. Like something about, and I'm not accusing anybody that does like it of anything. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's a fucking show, you know. If you if you like it, you like it. Get, yeah. You know, I wish I could. I wish I could like it. Uh, liking things is good, but I it's not for me. But I did notice watching it, I'm like, this is weird. There's a lot of kids like fucking and stuff on it. And uh, it, it's set in high school, too. It's, you okay. know. But there was this like pederasty feel to it. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I, I look, find out Drake and Future are both executive producers on it. <laughs> so that makes a lot of fucking sense. Don't you Wait. love fucking teenagers? Oh, my God. <laughs> You should have said that from the beginning. Yeah, you already know. Drake and Future. Is Future a kid diddler? Or like, teen, is he like the, the girl's young? Not that I know of. It's just I wouldn't think to watch a show. I didn't know. Future, I know. I'm just saying that Future of all people is producing. He has a thousand baby mamas. He has so much drama. Um... He was in like a situation with Scotty Pimpins. Is it Pippin or Pimpins? Pippin. Yeah, Pippin. His ex. Thought it was Pimpin. You thought this man's name was Scotty Pimpin? Look, bitch. 
Whatever. Please tell me you thought that. He fooled around okay. with Scotty's ex-wife. You don't fool around with my boy Scotty's nothing, man. That's Scotty Pippen, motherfucker. You better pay your fucking respects and kiss the goddamn rings. It's just, I don't know. He's just, don't he's a test drama for me. And Drake, he has a um, baby with a porn star. Yeah, that he doesn't take care of. Right. It's a, uh, well, Scotty Pippen is pure. Don't fuck with his life. Stay the fuck out. Go fuck Michael Jordan's wife. Don't fuck Scotty's According wife. To his wife, he wasn't pure, but she won't spill all this heat. She He's pure. She's loyal. He's a human. He's human. You know. Well, I don't want to say that. I don't know. I, I haven't done my research on Scotty Pippen lately, but grew up, he was a hero of mine. I was a fan of uh, the Chicago Bulls in the 90s. Did you buy his shoes that he had? I had some. Nuh-uh. What kind of shoes were they? I can't remember the name of them, but I had them. I had were they Nikes? shoe possible. Were they Nikes? I want to say yeah. Oh man, I'd like to see those. Could you imagine me though with those type of shoes? Like I had like some Jordans. Jordans. Yes, I you had know I can't. All the Jordans growing yeah. up, I didn't want them though. I got them because my aunt bought them for me because we lived in the hood and she yeah. wanted me to have everything everybody else had. Right. Well, but I wasn't into that shit. Well, I wanted Britney Spears CDs and posters. And yeah, think if posters. if Britney had a pair of Air Maxes or something, I'd fucking want those probably. I'm a big Air Max <laughs> fan. Um, I got like three pairs of Jordans, but I have less pairs of Air Maxes than Jordans, and I like Air Maxes better. Well, what's up with that? I don't know the difference. I it's harder to find it. a good pair of Air Max not online. Mm-hmm. Jordans, you're pretty easy to come by. But I won't get into sneaker bullshit. Do you call them Jays or Jordans? No, I don't call them that. I call okay. them Jordans. Would you go stand in the line for hours like some of those people when the new ones come out? Depends on how many hours and what kind they were. Mm. And if I could afford it, if I wasn't just pissing money away. Now, like, maybe not for some Jordans, but for some cool Air Maxes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Air Max. I liked those Back to the Future Air Maxes they did. Oh yeah! If I could have afforded those, fuck, I would love those. Just, just to have, you know. Not, I would never wear them, probably. But anyway, back to the show, Euphoria. I won't go into this because another podcast is way funnier and like covered it way better than I ever could. But my takeaway from it, it that, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I don't want to sound like some Tipper Gore fucking, you know, uh, uh, uh you know, moms against Tipper Gore. <laughs> yeah, like moms against TV shows and stuff. But it like. Because it's a show for adults mm-hmm. and young, you know, young adults. But um, I don't understand these things where it's like trying to empower people uh, by being like, you know, like if you just sit around and do Molly all day and are a drug addict, you fucking slay queen. Because that's that's a, that's the way to live. It's like no, don't fucking yes, queen. I don't know. It's like you're trying to empower well, not just women, <laughs> but people generally, like young people. Like you're trying to empower them, and like, uh, and I'm not accusing this show of trying to make somebody uh, accuse accuse this show of like telling you how to live your life. Because from what I can tell, it's like showing you how dark drug addiction is. Yeah. But it did kind of, I don't know, it did kind of glorify it a little bit in a way that rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. I don't know. I'm probably being very conservative about it. I don't know. I'm trying to find any excuse I can not to like it, it seems like. Um, But I I tried, and I just don't. And something about it rubs me the wrong way. Something about it I don't like. It seems like if you get an expensive camera now, it's like, do you have an expensive camera? Yes. Do you have neon lights? Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to give you a million fucking dollars, and A24 will produce your shit. So, when you say neon lights, it makes me think about Demi Lovato. She has a song called that. Nah, not for me. Speaking of drug addict fucking junkies, 
I'm just joking. God bless her for, I guess, she got clean. I don't know. She did, but she had a relapse. She's been going through a hard time. Drug addiction's hard. I fucking talked about it at I length on here. she a breakup with Wilmer Valderrama, and I think that hurt her heart. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not... I big, already has herpes. Well, you know, I'm not going to shit on drug addicts, because I'm a former drug addict. It's uh, I've talked about it at length on here enough to fucking fill up hours of time. But, you know... I don't. I don't think that shit's cool. I don't think people that sit around do shit jack shit all day. Like, I told you, people give me shit for not having experimented with drugs. Besides, we no, that's good. I'm. I, right. I. I really respect that. That you like don't know much about it. That you really don't know shit about drugs. I think that's a good thing. Why it would Why would anybody be. think that's bad? That's good. Somebody said this the other day at work. That's impressive. They call me vanilla. No. In this day and age, I think that's impressive and something to aspire to, honestly. Like, I really respect that. Uh, No, fuck drugs. Drugs are bad. They ruin your fucking life. They make your life shitty and they make you feel bad, ultimately. They make you feel good, but then bad. Like, real bad. They fuck with your brain. I've never done it right. It's because my mom was on drugs and I saw what they did to her life. Yeah. What fucks with your brain? I guarantee you that has a lot to do with my fucking mental health problems. I'm pretty sure it does. Like it's in my the chemistry in my fucking brain is all fucked up from years of like no feeling like good all the time or trying to feel good and chase a high like and feeling that way like my brain's trying to get used to not feeling like that still. Yeah. And it fucks with you. It's not good. It's very unhealthy, and I don't fuck with it at all. I don't. Call me straight edge or whatever the fuck you want to call me. I just don't think that shit's cool. I, th- I think if you do it recreationally and aren't a complete fucking train wreck and can 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 manage your life. Like smoking weed, I do not fucking count. Yeah. I think weed in some ways is healthy. Yeah. In some ways. It's obviously not good for your fucking lungs and stuff like that. But maybe not for well, your it's brain good either. For people who have illnesses like yeah. me. I don't have a problem with fucking weed at yeah. all. Uh, weed's not a drug. Yeah. But when you're talking about taking Molly and shit like that all the time, like, I don't know. It's just not something to aspire to be. And I low. fucking, I don't like shit like that. Um, I do find entertainment for, like, I like stuff about drug addiction and stuff. This show in particular, though, I don't fucking like. It bothers me. <laughs> like, it just, it's bother it bothers me. And I don't like it. But. Yeah. It, but all that to say, we started a show on HBO I did like. You know, it's a little two-part docu-series. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to do other parts. But it's called I Love You, Now Die. I love you. Say it. Now die. <laughs> but it's uh, it was good. And it, it, it's this story that um, I had actually heard about on a podcast right around the time it was happened and was still going on. And... I'm looking up the people's name. Do you remember their names? Cody. Um, was it Cody Barron? Something no, uh, it was Michelle Carter was the girl yeah. that did this. But what was the guy's name? Uh, yeah, maybe his name was Cody something, Cody Richmond or some shit. Let me. Uh, Cody Barron. No, I don't think I could be wrong. Um. Well, we'll find out. Uh, it started with an R, I feel like. Um, but yeah, it's I Love You Now Die, The Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. Um, directed by Aaron Lee Carr and produced by Andrew Rossi. The documentary is based on the death of Conrad Roy. Oh, Conrad, okay. What did we say his name was? That we <laughs> Cody Barron. Cody Barron, that sounds, <laughs> you know, real. But uh, part one uh, is about the prosecution. Yeah. And uh, two teens, Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy, fall in love. They met in real life about five times. So it was like an internet 
um, yeah. um, relationship kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, however, they shared many text messages in period in the period of two years. Many. Many. A lot. And they show a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they went through this bitch's phone. Yeah. Then on July 13th, 2014, Conrad Roy was found dead in his car. It was found out uh, because of carbon monoxide intoxication death. But when investigators discovered the text messages of the teens, Carter had encouraged Roy to kill himself. After the investigations, Carter was arrested for involuntary manslaughter. That's part one's about, like, the whole story and, like, their text and everything. Um, Part two gets interesting, though, is the fence, which the defense makes a really compelling point. Now, for those that don't know, Michelle Carter and Conrad Roy were in a relationship Met only five times, uh, mostly online talking and texting. It was very texting. toxic. Also. It was very toxic. He was incredibly mentally ill and depressed. He they was depressed. about seeing the devil and yeah. going to hell. He, uh, it, but just to lay the uh, backdrop of it, though, uh, Michelle Carter and him were texting, and he wanted to die. He wanted to commit suicide. Yeah. So she strongly encouraged him to do it. Mm-hmm. And through the text messages, she's asking shit like, have you done it yet? You need You'll to do it. Happier. You'll be happier. Take some Benadryl and Tylenol. She was uh, offering up a bunch of uh, ways to do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, slow, painful death ways. Like on his computer, they found where he was, uh, you know, Googling ways to... Don't this shouldn't set up any red flags, but when I was on drugs really bad, I was Googling shit like that. Like, painless way to die. And stuff like that, because I was in so much fucking pain, mm-hmm. and I wanted to, but uh, this this kid very mentally ill and like depressed, very bad, and you know just felt had no will to fucking live. Yeah, um, his parents didn't notice any signs of it really. And then he was also affected because they went through a really bad divorce. He saw um, abuse and it yeah. was very hostile. Yeah, uh, but Michelle you know, as painted as this fucking terrible fucking person that, you know, what kind of person would do this to somebody? And it it shows later on, uh, and they bring a lot of her friends to the stand. And this isn't defending her. I don't think that um, I would defend what she did. It's terrible. Don't, like, she should not yeah, have she's done She's a bitch in my opinion. But it, like paint, it paints all. a picture of why she did it more. Uh... Because she was incredibly lonely and didn't really have real friends that hung out with her. No, but there was, was mental herself also. Yeah, yeah, she was bad. Yeah. Like she would, I would argue more so than him. Um, like and all. she was absolutely more uh, worse off than him. She was on some kind of medication that was making her act different and weird. I think she lived in her head in a different reality. Yeah, uh, she was obsessed with the show Glee and kind of vicariously living the relationship of the two main characters. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting because one of the arguments is in the show. Like, she would text shit to Conrad that yeah. the lady would say to the guy on the my show. Person. He was my person, you know. Yeah, stuff like that. And it was really weird, uh, unhealthy bullshit. Yeah. And um, Conrad, you know, was kind of going along with it. Yeah. But in the show... Or no, in real life, the yeah. actor that played the guy in the relationship died of a drug overdose. Yeah, in a hotel. In a hotel, it's and in the show, something right. And in the show, they kill him off too. Yeah. So it's like he dies in the show as well, and yeah. she's depressed, and she's saying like he was my person, blah blah blah, and she's like saying this to people after he died. Uh, Michelle saying this to people like verbatim yeah. what the Glee person was saying. Yeah. And um, it kind of shows that she was incredibly lonely. 
nobody would hang out with her. Anytime she would ask if you were free this weekend, everybody had an excuse. Kind of one of those people where it's like she you got looks bad, she crazy. Too. Yes, but she people always had an excuse for why they couldn't hang out with her. Uh, she was incredibly lonely. Blah blah blah. All this stuff, yeah. and it seemed like what she wanted, what the uh, prosecution kind of painted a little bit was that she was. Um, trying to make it to where if Conrad dies, she'll have all these friends and people sympathizing with her. And it certainly looked that way. It certainly looked that way. But an interesting case that the defense made was that this isn't, what she did isn't necessarily by law illegal. Yeah. She encouraged him to kill himself, but she didn't actually kill himself. She wasn't, she she didn't kill him. He was, she wasn't there with him when he did it. She was on the phone with him. Yeah. And supposedly, when he was on the phone, she told the cops yeah. uh, that uh, he got out of the car because he was—he had some kind of like pressure washer or some shit yeah. that uh, was gas powered, and it was in there, and like he was breathing in the carbon monoxide poisoning, which would kill him. And he like got out at one point. She was like, "No, get back in," is what she said. Yeah. Come to find out later, though, after she's prosecuted and like sentenced, yeah, that there's no proof other than her word that she said that it's not in the text messages that she said that she was on the phone with him so there's no way any nobody knows except her and conrad if she really said that yeah and uh it is it does kind of make an interesting point that it's like yeah what she did's fucking terrible but is it illegal is that illegal yeah, there's what do you in think? a law that says you can't basically text someone things like that. For me, like, I'm not going to say the outcome in case you guys want to watch it. Well, we already but, did. Well, I already said she was sentenced. You said to how long? No, not how long. Okay, well, whatever. But you'll, you'll see. Um, it's very good. If yeah. you're into stuff like that, it's a good... HBO's top of the fucking... Top yeah. of the mountain on uh, crime documentaries. True crime stuff. Mm-hmm. But when he was giving his closing, like, you know, thoughts or whatever, I was going to say closing argument, but that's the lawyer's. But um, the lawyer, not the lawyer, the judge basically said that he wasn't going to make a decision based off of an emotional reaction or the emotions throughout the case. Yeah, as to say, like, his reaction's not based on whether what she did was good or not. Yeah. It's based on the law. But... I feel like, in a way, he did do that because I do he too. talked about how it was solely because she told him to get back in the car. That was what made his decision. Yeah, and that's what. And, but th- then again, that goes back to there wasn't proof. She kind of yeah. fucked herself on that. And I know your stance on it, but just me personally, like I'm always somebody who I get in a court of law can't be based on emotions and all of this stuff. But just me as a person and yeah. my morals, which. My morals always get me in trouble when it comes to life and with jobs, with anything. Because the way that I was raised, I was raised to have a good heart and just be a good person. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I try to do everything from the heart. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of where I make a lot of mistakes in my life. But just for me personally, I was infuriated and enraged when we were watching this. Like In my mind, I'm just like, I just cannot believe somebody would do that. I don't care if you were... 16, 17, 18, 25, 30, 45. Like, I just don't see how a person 
can encourage that. It's awful. It's truly unacceptable. Especially and knowing the mindset they're in. It's inexcusable and very shitty. And she took advantage of them. Then if you say you love somebody, mm-hmm. like I'm not about to that, that, support that. that. That's the thing too that makes it's interesting. It like kind of goes to show why he did it. Yeah. Because uh, if this person that supposedly you know is like you're fucking in love with that you know supposedly in love with you you're sitting here telling them you know you 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 don't want to be on this earth anymore you want to die you want to fucking go away forever if the person that you're in love with that supposedly loves you back is encouraging you to do it and saying well you should well you fucking need to uh if it's that bad right that leaves you nowhere to turn that's just like yeah maybe i should because i mean the one person that i'm in love with that i care more about than anything feels that way too yeah then what the fuck why am i here texting you're gonna do it today have you done it and then like the way she does it's just very rushing him to do it to where it's like damn like no wonder he fucking did it i probably would have if i was in that mindset like if yeah. this person that i fucking care about like wants me gone like this much camp or something she was in love with one of her friends that she met there that was yeah it was know. apparently a one-way thing to right. like the person wasn't even a, a lesbian thing. right yeah it was a female she said she might be bi i guess because she felt you know the way she does with yeah. her like she's in love with her and it turned out like they they were Reached out to the girl that she was talking about was reached yeah. out to uh, to be in the documentary. She declined to be in it, but did say that it was very one sided. That yeah. it, that's not how it was, and that uh, Michelle has mental problems. Obviously, as we you find out in the documentary, look at this bitch though, and just tell that something is not right. Yeah, she's, she's not ooh, there. She's deeply disturbed. And I know they tell. say you're not supposed to look at people and how they look like. Just like when it comes to the whole pedophile thing, oh, don't stereotype someone like on how they look but looking at this bitch you can tell that she's 100% bat shit crazy and she deserves all the bad things that come to her like I don't know her I didn't know him but just from what I've seen all the evidence like I'm just infuriated like I honestly feel like she should serve her years and I hope she gets her ass beat in jail well so you're of the opinion that despite the law, like you think that she should go to jail. Yeah. You think it's that she's, I don't think she should go for life, but I do think she should do enough time to lose out on some of her life. Well, here's what I think should have happened. I don't think she should have been sentenced to a prison sentence. Okay. She was underage when this happened. She was a juvenile when this happened. And I'm saying not strictly by, I think what she did was fucking horrible. And she's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, uh, as a juvenile, first of all, shouldn't have been sentenced to uh, to prison at all. I don't think she should have done a, 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 a day. I don't think she should have done a fucking a second of jail time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that she should be under supervised counseling and probation of some sort. Mm-hmm. Something to kind of correct her mental behavior a little bit. Like mm-hmm. some kind of counseling, some kind of therapy, some kind of like different medication maybe try her on figure out what the root of this problem is with her what it is exactly she's a sociopath like I'm she's not saying they shouldn't do that either i do think she should get medical that's all i well. think that it should have went to because like mm-hmm. what she did was terrible but like there's people that do worse shit like that online every day and but if that sets a very dangerous precedent that if we're sentencing people to prison for shit like that and I'm not excusing it, but like that sets that, that that causes like maybe a ripple effect in the justice system that like isn't good. It, that we're sending 
a 17-year-old girl to jail for this. I don't think that she's a saint by any fucking means. I, I don't. part of me feels like... But damn, you know? somebody on a documentary said What happens too. next? I th- I'm not sure if it was the judge or somebody else in the courtroom, but a part of me feels like this. Like, I hate when people choose the whole crazy defense because, like, this is totally off subject, but when my sister's ex-husband mother was murdered by her son, he tried to use the defense and everyone else tried to use the defense that he was crazy. He did have mental problems and mental issues. However, he went and moved to California, one of the busiest, fast-paced states in the world, and lived there for five years without any help from her, anybody else in his family, worked a job, paid his bills, and was doing fairly well. Well, there are exceptions to every rule. There are some cases where, you know, the the uh, mental health defense is uh, saying, necessary. I don't like to say that because a lot of people... I Some, sometimes can, I think it's necessary. Absolutely. I think I'm in this case it is. function, I don't look at you, it's crazy. Some people, yeah, saying. some people are going to obviously exploit that, that, that loophole mm-hmm. and use that, but some people do legitimately go fucking nuts and do shit yeah. that uh, they wouldn't do unless they were fucking crazy. I mean, I'm not saying that. I just... There are obviously people like he probably exploited that loophole. He probably heard about it and was like, yeah, we're going to go with that because that'll help me get less time. I guess I just put myself more so in the headspace of the family if I was on the receiving end But that's that's the... You know, that, and that's fair, but it's also like if you're somebody making the decision of how to sentence people to prison, you can't do that. I know. Because that's and how I the justice wanna, system I works. I wouldn't do that in that situation, which is why I'm not a lawyer or right. a judge. But I'm just saying, just for me as a person, to be able to sleep at night, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel sorry for her. No, I don't either. I don't either. But I do think that it, it, it kind of sets a bad example of how, I don't know people do things when they're like depressed and out of their mind. Because I've done stuff that people will probably be like, why would you do something like that? Nothing crazy like that. But I'm just saying, when you're not in your right mind, you probably are more vulnerable to do stuff you wouldn't do. Call me crazy for this, but I think what happened with that sets a bad example because like, it may cause like judges and lawyers and stuff to exploit different loopholes mm-hmm. to sentence people that aren't guilty of shit yeah. for stuff that they shouldn't go to prison for. Well, they always try to do it anyway, though. Well, I know, but this this is a whole different level now. Yeah. This is just adding another fucking excuse, a really bad fucking excuse for them to do that now. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's bad. I don't think that she should have seen a fucking second of jail time. I think that she... Maybe should have been institutionalized in some capacity, like maybe a mental hospital or something mm-hmm. where she's under supervised like counseling. Yeah. But not prison. That's not gonna make her better. Prison doesn't make anybody better. Well prison's for people to go to to keep prison is reserved for people that like don't need to be on the streets because they are a danger to society. But I also feel like it's there to teach you a list but of it's not actions as well. Though. But we both know how prison works, how the prison system works, and it's not going to rehabilitate anybody. But I don't feel like that's what they're trying to do, though. I feel like that's what needed to be done, though, with her. I'm I'm not saying that. I'm saying I get that that needs to be done. However, if people still have to pay and be accountable for their actions, so I feel like 
I don't know. It's just, it's difficult for me to comment on this, like I said, because I'm so emotionally like invested that, in the yeah, whole situation. And that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. And is I like, just feel like she does need to do time. Okay. I'm not well, saying it needs to be life. We're both going to disagree on that, though, just because it does set a dangerous fucking uh, uh, example and precedent for the judicial system, I think. I don't yeah. think it's good. I think it's a bad thing. You don't think I'm, like, coming at you about this, dude? No, that's just what we okay. do. Yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Like, Because, you know, that's the great thing about our relationship. We can disagree on stuff and have different opinions, and we're okay. Some no, I'm not disagree. mad at you about that. No, We've talked about this. I just know some people disagree with their partners and it's like they be like real deal mad i'm like no i'm not mad about this at all no i just think that 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 it's a bad example that it sets in it and see and that's the thing i agree with that also but uh you know uh like i said i don't think prison's gonna rehabilitate her i think she would have been better off under supervised counseling or something because that would make her realize what she did was terrible she already has to live with it did you like that backwards um, she already she already has to live the rest of her life. I don't I don't know, you know she's a sociopath so she may never feel bad about it. But she but, but let's just say she learns from it and then does like realize what she did was shitty. She she has to live the rest of her fucking life knowing she did that to somebody. That's pretty rough. That's rough as it is. On top of like you know maybe work with her to correct this fucking mental health issue that she has. Because prison doesn't do anything. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Um, we got to, you know, you, you want to correct what's going on in her fucking head because she has serious fucking mental problems. Yeah. I think she's a danger to society too, but not in the same way that the people she's going to be around in prison, like, there's no telling what's going on with her in there right now. I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it even. Do you think that's going to make her a better person being around that? Absolutely not. I think she's going to learn some tricks in there that, you know, maybe she doesn't need to know that somebody like that doesn't need to fucking be around. That might, then you're going to put her back out in society eventually, and then she's going to be a worse fucking person and do shittier things, probably. She could get so used to prison in the small amount of time she's there that she's not going to know how to act in society and try to just find any fucking reason to go back. People do that. People get so adapted to prison that they want to go back. You know the girl, um, Montana. What's the thing, Montana syndrome girl? Uh, I forgot her fucking name. Yeah, but the, her, that, that show the uh, the act is yeah, based off of that girl. She said in her real life interview that she enjoyed being in prison, right? Because she has like family there. She feels like and she's free from. She her has mom. a different excuse though, because yeah. her she was under. In her I own, she was she had a worse fate with her yeah. mom living with her than than prison. Probably I have friends who were homeless, they went to jail, and they said that they enjoyed it because they had a meal. Yeah, it's better for some people. Hands. It's it yeah. just is. Uh, wife's trash out here too, but like um, you know, with with that girl in particular, uh, which by the way, if you're listening, you haven't seen the documentary on HBO, "Mommy Dead and Dearest." Uh, yeah. Watch that. It's really good. Don't watch the act on Hulu. It's based off of this. Watch the actual documentary. I think you should watch the act. I enjoyed it. What? Watch that after, after though. Yeah, yeah you after. you'll want to watch the whole the, the actual real story, story first. Um, because that's like really embellished and played up. Yeah, a lot. Uh, but yeah, definitely. I don't know. Prison just fucks people up and makes them worse people. Did I ever tell you I used to visit my mom when she went like when she was on drugs and stuff? Mm-mm. 
Like, um, me and my sister and my grandparents would go visit her in jail, and she was just very out of it. But she told me she felt like, I remember her telling me this as a child, she felt like it was good for her because she was away from drugs, and she felt like it helped her Some people, Yeah. Some people it does. But, um, but it was like, a terrifying experience to see your mother behind a glass. Yeah. Wall. I bet. When you're a kid, like uh, I had to grow up really fast when I was a child. I think that's why you know you take care of yourself. You you really do. Um, you have to, um, but it's a case by case thing with people. Like what prison does for, for the most part, it's not good for people. I couldn't. It turns criminals there. into more hardened criminals. Uh, but I mean, you know, we have to have it. You have to yeah. have it. You have to have walls, or, or it's just fucking chaos. And you know, me and you both will be dead. The way I talk to people, somebody fucking murk my ass. I'd be a grease spot, no telling where right now. Oh, I'm sure I'll get my ass beat too from my mouth, but more so I'll actually be getting my ass beat. Like, I had a guy want to fight me at fucking Southside Market the other day. Oh, yeah. I, I, dropped a, I dropped a vitamin water and it busted on the floor, and I was like, God damn it. I went, I, I went and got another one, brought it up to the counter. I was like, I dropped that one on the floor, read me up for three, because uh, I was getting two. Uh, but um, this guy was like... Uh, Walked up and was like, hey, uh, to the guy, he was like, hey, there's shit all over the floor right here, man. Somebody's going to slip and fall. I'm like, I was like, I told him about it. I was like, he's going to take care of it, man. Like, I was like, I, I did it. Uh, I was like, it just happened. Yeah. I don't think they're being negligent. It just happened. And uh, he was like, yeah, I wasn't talking to you, though. Like, if you knew anything about business, you know that, uh, that uh, you know, somebody slips and falls and sue their ass for this shit. And I'm like, yeah, but it just, ha- I was like, it's taken care of, though. I was like, I was talking to him about it. He knows. I was like, it's taken care of, man. That's why people need to mind their business. It, yeah, but the thing is, though, he's like, you must not know about, like, the law and shit. And then he, like, started threatening me. I'm just sitting there like, I know about, like, lawsuits and stuff. You're sitting here, like, you're going to punch me in the fucking face on camera in a store, and you're going to tell me, I don't know about fucking lawsuits. Go ahead, buddy. You fucking idiot. Fuck you. God, fuck people, man. Mm-hmm. But like, it was just like, dude, mind your fucking business, dude. Did you slip? Are you retarded? Do you use your fucking eyes to see it? <laughs> then shut the fuck up, man. Like, I just fucking told you it's taken care of. I was like, he's supposed to snap his fucking fingers and have this shit mopped up? No. And quit talking to That's him like a fucking, like he's your fucking fights. slave or something. Like Fuck the fight you. we saw from that video that your friend sent you at, um, was it Disney World or somewhere? Yeah, the Disney World fight. Get online and look up Disneyland <laughs> fight. It was Disneyland uh, in like Los Angeles. These women, his girl was fighting the other guy. Like it was, it was crazy. so bad. And then all these pussy fucking uh, guys standing around watching this dude beat the fuck out of this old woman and his goddamn girlfriend. Like you're not gonna intervene and do something. I'm not saying beat his ass, but like, rest- like all of you together collectively can't restrain this one guy from beating up this fucking woman. Like they're just standing there like, oh, oh my God, I've never, right. this is supposed to be Disneyland. And the tune Nobody did a thing. It was in Toontown too, uh, which is like based off of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And uh, the Toontown music's playing in the background <laughs> while this dude's wailing on this fat black girl. She's like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. I'm going to get you. You fucking drug it, nappy head, drug it. It's Roger Rabbit, um, the cartoon that has that lady that's like jessica rabbit yeah 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 it's his wife in it that's a great movie who framed roger rabbit yeah i love that movie (laughs) that's uh roger rabbit's uh uh wife in it that's what that's the joke in it she's like this fucking like knockout 10 and he's like this goofy ass fucking rabbit 
It's like no. you bagged her. <laughs> like it's just. I showed you when Heidi Klum was dressed up like her. Yeah, that, and you was like, she looked. She looked weird. fucking terrible. Yeah, she's like a fucking she's crack scary. addict. <laughs> fucking Tijuana crack you heard whore. This song, huh? This song goes Heidi Klum, Heidi Klum. Does everybody make songs? <laughs> All these people, fucking nobody fucking wino housewives. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. These, uh-uh. these Beverly Hills fucking winos, like, do they all have a record deal? <laughs> These women that just sit around and don't do fucking shit all day except suck the life out of fucking 80-year-old billionaires have a record. Like, all of them have a fucking song. And it's, like, based on their fucking name. Like that Kim Wozniak lady. I wanna fuck you like an animal. Yeah, that's Nine Inch Nails, though. They're actually talented. It's a good but band. But that song isn't. That shit is so You don't like that song? No. The actual one? Inside. That's a guy singing the, the song. I know that. He's singing a song that's good, though. It's not my favorite Nine Inch Nails. It's a good song. Like, I mean, it's not their best song, and it's it's very much overplayed. It's very overplayed. Like Nine Inch Nails, though, is a great. You don't have good taste in music, though, so we're not gonna go there. You're fucking kidding me. Okay, Uh, if you're listening to this, I don't uh, know what any of this shit is you post on like your story. I'm just like, who is this? I feel like you. We'll let the you like white people rap. Okay, uh, we'll let the uh, the audience decide whether uh, I listen to bad music or if Three Days Grace is fucking good. I take that though. You can call my music bad, but but, saying but you're saying aware. I have. But you listen to that and are saying I have bad taste. Choice is bad. <sighs> okay. Oh yeah. We'll just say that that yeah. That's absolutely true, Dorian. It is. And me and the audience will laugh at you for I that. Wanna fuck you like an animal. Shut the fuck up. I'm sick of your fucking mouth. Shut up. Shut up. But you can't feel my insides because your dick is not long enough. Wow. <laughs> uh, let's go there. Let's go there. Okay. Okay. Well, my dick's huge. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Your dick is big enough for me, baby. You make me cream every night. <laughs> well... <sighs> All right, guys, that's definitely the end of the fucking episode. I'm just fucking done. We need to watch. Okay, well, we're going to go uh, watch The Staircase on Netflix. There's another true crime documentary that uh, I thought would suck. I watched the trailer. I'm like, man, no one can make a true crime documentary about any fucking court case. But we watched it, and it's very fucking good. I'm very into it. Once you get to the third part, too, like it's all good, but when yeah. you get to the third part, it's like, whoa, this is Juicy. really fucking good. Like, Juicy. just see, it gets better as it goes, um, for sure. But yeah, it's very compelling story about a rich white dude. Oh, these fucking white people, man! God damn, they're fucking wilding the fuck out. Yes, Queen. Yes. Uh, anyway, that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Do you have anything you would like to add? No, I'm just going to say I'm signing off. My new name is Aquafina. I'm a drag queen. That's the fucking stupid uh, Asian girl that appropriates black culture and gets away scot-free with it. I just want to let you know my new phrase and slogan ending the show. Here's your phrase. Yas, queen. Signing off, Aquafina. Here's your catchphrase. I don't know if you know what you do. However... Oh, yeah. You do that. I did that today in one of my um, get-together emails. Um, But, yeah, uh, 
I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm trying to point. Uh, okay. In October, I'm shooting. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to go to New York City. I already got one show booked there uh, at a uh, little venue called Father Knows Best in mm-hmm. Bushwick. I will be with him. Yes. So and any horse. We're taking do not New York try. City. <laughs> we're taking New York City over, baby. And uh, if you know anybody there that would book me on a show, or if you got a podcast you want to do, or if you listen to this one and you're fucking good buddy of mine, let's catch up and do a podcast. Hey, sugar Daddy's there. Revert. Fuck out of here with that. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Yes. Betrayal takes two Who did it to who? I mean, not to be cut By your dull point of view Well, feelings will change We're helpless, they must But we like it that way Eliminates trust But that cut on your arm Where the blood is still fresh And the thought of some harm That comes to yourself Hey, sweetheart, cool off